0: Your organization better than you. You are the nonprofit expert. In the Nonprofit Experts podcast, you'll join me, Mary Gladstone Highland, as I engage in conversations with leaders across the sector who are just like you, tackling challenging problems and finding creative solutions. Listen in to hear strategies you can implement in your organization today. Write an introduction to a nonprofit podcast episode where the topic is ChatGPT and its uses in the nonprofit sector. Aha! Uh-huh. Perfect. Welcome back to another episode of Nonprofit Experts, the podcast dedicated to exploring innovative solutions for nonprofit organizations. I'm your host, Mary Gladstone Highland, and in today's episode, we're diving into the fascinating world of artificial intelligence and how it's revolutionizing the nonprofit sector. Specifically, we're taking a closer look at ChatGPT, the cutting-edge language model developed by OpenAI, and its incredible potential for nonprofits. So whether you're a nonprofit leader, volunteer, or supporter, get ready to learn about how ChatGPT is transforming the way nonprofits operate and make a difference in their communities. (laughs) Hello, friends, and welcome back to The Nonprofit Experts. I am your host, Mary Gladstone Highland, and I have a question for you. Are you someone who loves adapting to new tech solutions early on? Like, are you the first person to sign on to the newest social media site or the newest, I don't know, phone? (laughs) I'm not. I like the comfort of the software solutions I know. And that's actually kind of interesting because I am someone who likes new things, creative things, but there honestly is only a certain amount of space in my brain for new technology and its advancing features every other day. Although I do have to admit that i've found a lot of solutions for how chat gpt actually can be helpful to nonprofits. and so that is our topic today and i can't wait to share it with you. so a couple of notes about today's episode. you're going to hear the conversation with my guest around chat gpt, but then you'll also hear some b-roll footage of what it was like when we were actually trying out the tech and seeing what answers we would get for the questions we had around nonprofit uh, concerns and issues. I encourage you to think about, you know, how ChatGPT can help you to focus more on your expertise and less on, you know, the tedium that is not as important for you to be spending your time on and envision ways that this technology can work for you. Listen in. And at the end, I've got a question for you and maybe an activity that you can try with your own team. So, hey, everybody, this is Mary Gladstone Highland. I am here once again with Christina Wickert. Uh, Christina is one of my favorite people to spend an entire day talking on Zoom with. Christina
1: Wickert, happy to be back here um, on the mic with you, Mary. Absolutely agree that, yeah, we, we talk so much online on Zoom. Sometimes I feel like you're in the in the room next to me. Um for inviting me back to, to the podcast.
0: And it's funny to even say inviting you back because... <laughs> Christina, as we've mentioned from the very first episode, has been so involved in all of these episodes, even if she's not been the voice that you have been hearing. She's been the person that has been listening, has been editing with me, has been promoting these episodes with me, has also been thinking about who we should have on the show and who we should recruit. And so um, absolutely has been a vital part of this podcast. Today, though, we are here to talk about something that I am hearing so many people talking about these days. Um, it's all over LinkedIn. It's all over social media in general. It's creating a big buzz and that's chat GPT. I'm seeing it cause a lot of anxieties for a lot of people and also just people are curious about it. Like, how can it even help me in my organization? And so hopefully we can put some of those curiosities and fears to rest today. Uh, explain more for those who are interested and you know, help people feel not so afraid of the tech if they are fearing it. But yeah, there's a lot to get into. You know, as as we start off this conversation, (laughs) I'd like to say that I knew nothing about this until Christina brought it to one of our meetings and said, essentially like, oh my gosh, you guys, you have to see this new tech. Let me show it to you. And when you did, (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I'm overwhelmed by this. (laughs) Um, it's a new thing that I have to learn and I don't like, you know, too many new things, but, um, I'm glad that you did because now we've learned that there's lots of different ways that we can use it. So essentially diving right in here, I want to start off with talking about what chat GPT is. First off, go to your computers, type in chat.openai.com. If you want to get to ChatGPT, you can just play around with it. We did that earlier and it took me 30 seconds to, uh, to log on and, and to get started. But essentially, ChatGPT is advanced digital technology that uses algorithms to look for patterns, which if you're not a tech person, sounds like what? <laughs> it's a software that can do tasks that before only people could do. It utilizes you know content that it's finding on the web to produce answers for us in ways that are different than what Google can produce. Christina, can you tell us a little bit about how you f- you first got interested in it because you kind of had a different experience than me. You found it really exciting.
1: You know, I don't really consider myself a very techie person, but the reason I was kind of following some of this stuff I lived overseas for a few years and I was, I was using Google Translate all the time for, you know, for different things to help me communicate, to help get around. And at a certain point, I noticed that it really seemed to improve almost overnight. And at first I was like, you know, am, am I crazy? Is this looking into this a little bit more? You know, there were all of these sort of developments. I'd been following anytime, you know, I saw like a news article talking about these like language programs, I'd read them. And so I think it was last fall, I think it was a New York Times article, you know, where I read where someone was talking about this. And I was excited.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, on that day in the fall, when you were first showing it to us, you know, I was even thinking like, Ugh! even the web address sounds weird and complicated, <laughs> like <laughs> chat.openai.com. I'm like, it doesn't sound like something I'm used to. I don't know how much I want to dive into it and how much it can be useful. And so hopefully today we can talk about kind of the journey that I've been on as well about learning how useful it can be. And and maybe you all relate with me more in some of your trepidation around it, or maybe you relate with Christina more. and You're really excited to see how it can help us make things easier for us in the nonprofit sector. Nonprofits absolutely can use it to do time-consuming tasks that free up your staff to do other relational work. This is helpful for employee retention. If we think about asking our employees to do tasks that are just boring and tedious. That could lead to staff leaving, right? But if we could offer some of those solutions up through using software or AI like ChatGPT to help make that easier, then maybe it allows us to retain employees a little bit longer, which is, you know, really important for nonprofits right now. But also we spend a lot of time working with nonprofits on fundraising. And there's all sorts of ways that you could use ChatGPT to help you create thank you notes for your donors, to help you write first drafts of appeal letters. We talked about how nonprofits can use ChatGPT to write sample scripts for social media posts and the like. So once you start thinking about all the ways chat GPT can be used, suddenly this whole world of possibilities is opened up for you.
1: One of the things that I started doing to start out, I would literally ask it, can you help me write a grant? Can you help me write a social media post about this? And the answers that it gave me would help me then kind of refine my next question. For example, can't write a grant for you. You know, that's one thing I think nonprofit folks get really, uh, have gotten really excited about. Maybe there's some potential here um, for grant writing. And there, you know, there definitely is. There's some ways that it can support what you're doing, kind of help you clean up your language or um, um, write certain, parts of it, it's not just going to write that grant for you. But in asking that question, you know, the answers maybe point you to other resources, other people to talk to. So it's really interesting, not only information generation that it does, another really great feature.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I'm relating this to some earlier work and searches that we were doing as we were preparing for this podcast and how we were testing it to see the limits of what you could and couldn't ask it. So this is one of those moments, friends. This is essentially Christina and I messing around with chat GPT and seeing what it could do. You're going to hear some moments where we're kind of stunted in our talk because we are going to be actually typing while we are talking. Uh, this was, you know, just the two of us on a Zoom call checking out some new tech. Ready? A thank you note for a donation to a cancer research organization where the donor loves dogs dear donor's name i hope this note finds you well we wanted to express our deepest gratitude for your recent and generous donation to name of cancer research organization your support means the world to us i'm looking for where the dog comes in okay second paragraph not only did your donation help us take a closer look at breakthrough treatments for cancer but we also learned that you have a love for dogs As an organization, we share that passion for our furry friends and are committed to making a difference in the life of cancer patients and their beloved companions. (laughs) So we were just seeing, you know, like what could it come up with in relationship to somebody who gave to cancer research but is a dog person? What it came up with was this kind of ridiculous thank you note. You definitely would not want to take that copy and paste it into some donor email. But what it immediately did was create some options in my own mind. Of course, the tie-in is between helping people live longer and healthier lives so that they can increase their time with their furry friends. It didn't give me an option that was actually usable, but what it did was generate some more ideas within myself. So even those limitations that exist within ChatGPT can still be useful to us as nonprofit leaders.
1: Yeah, sort of, at least for me, solves that kind of writer's block sort of blank screen Mm -hmm. syndrome where you just sit there and you're like, okay, I know I have to do this and I know I can do this, but how long have you ever sat and just stared at a blank screen? That's one of my favorite things about this. You can either ask it a question or, you know, give it a prompt, like write a thank you note for X, Y, Z, or you can just type out a bunch of messy sounding, vaguely connected points Copy it, paste that into the Chat GPT, you know, box and then say make the sound better or, or formulate these points into, into the letter. So it's that time saver. I can think of tons
0: of times where I've just sat at my computer screen not knowing the exact search term to use that would provide helpful responses out of uh, you know, a search engine. And in Chat GPT you can just start asking it questions in the language that you have, continue the conversation as if you're talking with a person. And then ultimately it can come to a really great example. For instance, I was trying to think when we do this all the time, people, but I was trying to think of the term that nonprofits would use to create a narrative for their fall appeal. It came up with a whole huge list of metaphors that nonprofits could use. That list of like 15 things that we generated could save a fundraiser a whole bunch of time in trying to think through what is the perfect imagery that we're going to use for this upcoming campaign. This is one more example of our behind-the-scenes B-roll footage of Christina and I working through some of these questions in real time. But hey, if you are interested in learning even more about ChatGPT and how it can help your nonprofit, Christina and I are running webinars with Nonprofit Web Advisor through career learning over the next couple of months. If you're curious about how you can find out more information about those webinars, you can go to Nonprofit Web Advisor or you can message me on LinkedIn. This is an example, again, where just because of in the moment I'm having a hard time pulling out that um, phrase, and this is in my own (laughs) field, so just get me on a better day with more coffee. Give me some suggestions of imagery I can use as a metaphor for an organization that does cancer research. A beacon of hope. Use this imagery that depicts a lighthouse or a torch. A bridge to the future. Use this imagery that portrays a bridge. A shield against cancer. So, you know, you would use shielding imagery, a puzzle coming together. Um, A garden of hope. Yeah, this is great. This is like this kind of stuff that I'm talking about. If organizations are trying to create their case statement and they're trying to talk about their nonprofit in a compelling way, and they just can't think of any more ways that they can describe their work. They could put a question like this and get a whole bunch of new examples for how they could talk about their work. We've got a couple of examples here of how nonprofits can use this. It can be used in all sorts of ways for marketing. If we just think about how nonprofits market,
1: if you just ask it, create a LinkedIn post or create a Facebook post around this topic, 30 seconds, you can have text generated. It's just, it's instantaneous. And that's, you know, something that has now become so much easier. Yeah, because it gives you that
0: first draft, right? So for blogs, for instance, you can ask, can you write a 750 word blog on XYZ topic? And it can write that blog for you almost instantaneously. And then, of course, you want to add your own lens, your own expertise, your own language that you use in your nonprofit, but it gives you a great start. Same thing for newsletters. Can you write a volunteer spotlight for me? Christina, you had some ideas about how ChatGPT can help us to create posts that get seen by more people. So can you tell us, first off, for those who don't know, what is SEO generation? And then also, you know, how ChatGPT can help us in that arena?
1: Yeah, so SEO generation is that um, search engine optimization. So there are certain your blog or your marketing material that you're generating has these keywords in it, your material is more likely to show up closer to the top of a search page and sort of a traditional search engine. It can be kind of an arduous task to figure out, okay, here's the topic. What are the words I should use? And with ChatGPT, you can literally just ask it, okay, I'm writing a blog about this topic. What, What are the words that I should feature for SEO optimization? It will just instantaneously give you that top 10, 15, 20 words. Yeah,
0: because I think that a lot of us nonprofit leaders, you know, we want to be doing the work of our organization rather than sitting at our computer and telling the stories. That's what I hear from nonprofit leaders all the time. And we also recognize, especially now with the proliferation of social media, that telling our story is incredibly important to getting donations, getting volunteers, scaling our organizations. And so the last thing that busy nonprofit leaders want to do is create content that nobody sees because we didn't use the exact right words to allow it to be shown in search engine results and things like that.
1: Yeah, this is a great opportunity you know, for nonprofit people in particular to take advantage of because some, some people out there, some organizations out there maybe have specific Marketing staff, people who are dedicated just to those particular tasks, but a lot of nonprofits don't, and we're so used to doing so much with such limited resources and just kind of making the best out of you know the resources that we have. Here's a tool to take advantage of when you don't have those resources, when you don't have that dedicated staff person. Such a fantastic tool or resource.
0: The average nonprofit is pretty small. And that means that there aren't people who are on paid staff just to look at SEO generation or just to create social media posts and blog posts and and marketing materials. Sometimes, yes, but a lot of the times, no, like you're talking about. And so absolutely, this is a free tool that we can use that can help our work to be faster, easier, more effective. We have to say it's absolutely not going to be the tool where it's just going to create all this material for you. You're going to put it on your social media without checking it over. That is a recipe for disaster. It also gets into all sorts of issues about like who owns the content and plagiarism and all, you know, all of that. Like, do I need to cite it? It's just, it's your first draft. It's idea generation. It's one helpful resource in your toolkit. episode for this week, we talked about how it's okay if new tech is, you know, scary or it makes you nervous or you have a hard time adapting to it. It's also great if new technology and software makes you really excited. We need people like you, not me, to be like Christina and encourage others to try. I hope that when you were listening, you were thinking about all of the ways that this new technology can help save you time and give you more capacity on your team. We talked about its uses for fundraising, for marketing, for providing brainstorming sessions, for first drafts, for writing scripts, for donor calls, all sorts of uses. You know, website copy, can go on forever as we were talking i had this idea of an activity that i think would be really fun for you to try with your team and i encourage you at your next staff meeting to ask your team to give them a prompt and say bring a social media post on this topic and have people read off what they come up with and then have a conversation about how can Chat GPT be useful in your nonprofit, and what are some of the ways that you're going to explore implementing it in your work? What is the best podcast outro? Wow, that's truly fascinating. The potential for Chat GPT in the nonprofit sector is truly awe inspiring. For nonprofits interested in exploring the uses of ChatGPT, my recommendation would be to start small and experiment with different applications, whether it's using ChatGPT for fundraising campaigns, donor engagement, programmatic support, or advocacy efforts. <laughs> I can't, everybody. We'll see you on the next episode.